And good morning and welcome to VSA Capital 5-Minute Money Miner on Monday, June the 20th, the week of uh, no trains, planes and automobiles, I think, uh, because of strikes, airlines in chaos and you can't afford to drive your car anymore. But anyway, Paul, you were at PDAC, you're now back in London. Quickly, in 30 seconds, sum up PDAC for us. PDAC, 17,000 attendees, which was uh, down about uh, 20, 25% uh, from the last one that was held in 2020. Uh, they said on a press release that it was sold out, but the fact was, as if you were there, that they had actually consolidated space uh, for both the expo um, companies portion as well as the services portion of the uh, convention. Everybody's singing the blues about the sector of the markets right now, uh, but uh, by the same token, there isn't anybody that's given up at this point either, and uh, the projects really look interesting in, in many circumstances. Very good. All right. Now let's uh, have a little bit of a chat about lithium, too. I think you want to talk about Chinese investing into Zimbabwe. Uh, but just before you mention that, I would point out that we have published a note today on Alchemy Capital, which is building the Thames Valley lithium processing plant in the UK to make a battery grade lithium hydroxide processing plant. In my view, in our view, this is the key to opening up the whole lithium industry in the UK, both in Cornwall uh, with potential brines out of Cornish lithium, but also in the English China plates, in English China clay pits with Imeris. And of course, you've got British lithium and, and uh, Cornishes. And again, both trying to do their own processing. Uh, the, the secret is make a lithium sulfate down there uh, and then ship the lithium sulfate up to Tees Valley to make a, a battery grade lithium hydroxide. You need lots of chemicals and that sort of thing. Uh, you'll also be able to do people like Northern Lithium. We've got Brian's up in Durham and one or two others can also provide um feedstock to the uh, Thames Valley lithium plant it's a very exciting project I think it's one that the government's going to get behind um and it's going to be exciting for the UK that's my little bit on the research we published today uh Paul why don't you talk about what Chinese doing in Zimbabwe Yes, a uh, big piece of news there was that the uh, firm that bought the Bakita Petalite uh, mine there in uh, eastern Zimbabwe by the name of Sino Mines, they've uh, also committed to another $200 million worth of investment into the Bakita operation for a uh, new plant and newer facilities. Uh, so uh, further consolidation and definitely investment uh, growth in China. Uh, Sinomine also uh, set up a joint venture with Changshin Lithium Group uh, for uh, further joint venture activity on other um, lithium and rare earth projects uh, in Zimbabwe. And uh, Zhejiang YU Cobalt had also, uh, if people or investors remember, had uh, purchased the, the Arcadia uh, existing uh, lithium mine just outside Harare from uh, Australian listed Prospect Resources uh, for on a $422 million deal uh, not that many months ago. So definitely the Chinese are getting heavily involved in lithium in Zimbabwe. Also, whilst on Lithium Lake Resources, I think it's congratulations maybe to Steve Stu Crow, who has now become the interim executive chairman, uh, whilst you recruit the new CEO. Um, uh, well done, Stu. We like Stu. He's a good Aussie. Um, OK, uh, what else you got, Paul? We had a PFS released by Raffaella Resources, the ASX-listed tin tungsten uh, uh, explorer in uh, Spain uh, on the Santa Comba uh, uh, Brownfield uh, tin tungsten deposit there in northern Spain. 
PFS uh, was based upon a 63% increase in ore reserves, and uh, therefore the numbers don't look too bad at all here with an IRR 32.6% here. It is going to be a small uh, or relatively small mine, uh, smaller, for instance, than the one at Tungsten West uh, up here in Devon. Uh, but uh, the payback period, about 2.3 years on uh, 7.5 million tons of uh, reserves improving and probable. So not a bad little operation here. And we'll see if they can get it pro uh, continued through the DFS and then project finance. Yeah, we also had a little bit of news out on first tin today, isn't we as well? Yes, that's right. First tin, uh, it's uh, looking at a high-grade mineralization that they had drilled uh, in the Gottesberg tin project in Germany. Uh, this initial phase of drilling uh, and the results from three holes on a program of 16 drill holes uh, that uh, had been uh, undertaken. This is in part to confirm a 42 million ton resource at the 0.27% tin at this uh, German project. So the numbers that had come back all looking uh, relatively confirmatory here for the uh, estimated uh, mineralization from uh, pr uh, prior drilling work. It was also tipped in the uh, Midas column of the mail on Sunday, uh, which is probably why the stock is up a little bit today. Uh, Maybe worth just mentioning base resources, is it? Base resources also, that's the dual listed uh, uh, mineral sands uh, miner in uh, Kenya. They have uh, increased uh, or confirmed compliant resources uh, on their Kuala project. Uh, these re resources and reserves for the uh, North Dune and the Bumamani uh, deposits, which are satellite deposits to the main uh, operation at South Kuali. This with the resources here, 171 million tons, grading about one and a half percent. And as such, then it, it extends the mine life of the quality operation, though these uh, grades are not that high. Uh, they are still uh, economic to produce uh, while the company still trying to get its permits on its big uh, Madagascar uh, mine uh, development for permitting. All right. And finally, I think you better just finish off because I know you'll want to, Paul. Uh, there was a record ruby auction, wasn't there, from Gemfields? There was. This is uh, for rubies that they produced from the Monte Puez uh, uh, ruby uh, uh, deposits uh, there in Mozambique. And uh, $95.6 million uh, raised on the, the uh, uh, virtual auction that was held. And that is a record auction uh, uh, total uh, revenue. And the average price paid on these rubies uh, just shy of $250 a credit. So for mixed quality rubies, that's actually a pretty good price there. So colored gemstone marking uh, still looking very good. Excellent. Let's call it a day there, Paul. I'm going to speak again tomorrow. Thank you very much.